Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And apparently it's Naughty Dog Week here on the Hogue Law YouTube channel. If you haven't been in this space in a little while, we just did a couple of videos talking about The Last of Us Part Two, our experiences with it, a Neil Druckmann, the game director, interview that he gave yesterday that was really informative, very, very interesting. I did a couple of videos. Check out the channel to see those. But the only reason I bring that up and I bring Naughty Dog up at all is because they are at the center point of what has become a bit of scandal or at least salaciousness coming out of IGN. Now, to give context to that, Mitch Dyer, who was formerly of IGN, put out a Twitter thread earlier this morning about his experiences. And before we get into those details, and we're not going to go over all of those details, we're really going to focus on one in particular with respect to Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog. We have to disclaim the fact that we don't know the veracity of any of the things that Mitch is saying here, just like we didn't know the veracity of what IGN reported on a couple of years back, which is at the center point of this particular kind of allegation from Mr. Dyer. Now, we can say that because we can't verify it. We have to disclaim that. We're lawyers here, right, here in virtual legality. We have to give that disclaimer, but there's also not a very good reason for him to be lying about these kinds of things. So we can take that into account and say, there is a lot of reason to believe this is the case. This didn't come from nowhere, by the way. If you aren't on Twitter or you aren't on social media, the entire games industry has been going through some stuff on social media. A lot of accusations being put out there. A lot of people talking about their negative experiences, either at conventions or, as is the case here, at journalistic outlets. And so this didn't come from nothing. This isn't just Mitch going out there and saying things for the sake of saying them. This is a part of of a lot of people talking about their prior experiences. Now, what I want to talk to you about today relates to a story that went up a little while back and was about Amy Hennig being forced out of Naughty Dog. I use the phrase forced out there because that is how it was reported, and that's what Mitch actually wants to dispute. He says, when I reported on Amy leaving Naughty Dog, Steve Butts and Tal Blevins, his bosses at IGN, forced gossip into the story. They heard it was a hostile takeover. We didn't want to publish it. The we there is a little bit unclear. I tried to take my name off the story, which is a good move, right? If you no longer believe in what is under your heading, you should try to take your name off. They would not allow me to do so. They forced an unproven claim onto IGN.com with my name on it against my will to protect their relationship with Sony. Now, I want to take a step back right there because I've seen online a number of people getting that notion wrong. They are reading it as if to suggest that IGN has now been proven to be in the pocket of Sony, but that's not what was happening here, right? The allegation is that Mitch was forced to put in something false or at least something that he didn't believe in into an article and to keep his heading. It couldn't just be from IGN staff. It certainly couldn't be from his bosses. And that was to protect his boss's relationship with Sony, at least as I read it. Mitch, if you if you see this video and you want to correct that either in the comments or, hey, if you want to be interviewed, that's fine with me as well. But I read this to say I was forced to keep my name on the article so that my bosses could protect their relationship with Sony. That's the only way this makes sense to read because otherwise IGN is not protecting its relationship with Sony by publishing a rumor about how one of their main creative forces got removed or at least left one of their main first-party studios. By putting that in the article, IGN is potentially making Sony mad. 
So this is really about Mitch having to attach his name to it so he could be the fall guy if and when Sony came back after them. Now, if you aren't familiar with that article at the time, hello, Graham over Gregory, you see here that this was reported as follows. Amy Hennig, the creative director and writer on the Uncharted series, has left developer Naughty Dog. Numerous trusted sources close to Naughty Dog have verified Hennig's departure from the studio. Presumably that is the kind of thing that Mitch would have confirmed. She was writing and leading development of Uncharted PS4. Her final day at the studio was Monday, March 3rd. Then the following sentences appears to be what is under dispute here. Sources claim Hennig was forced out by The Last of Us's Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley and explained that Uncharted may now come under their control. This is what Mitch describes as gossip. And we kind of glossed over it, but it's worth noting that Game Over Greggy is actually putting his face and voice to this report. If you watch this video on this link, you will see him describe it exactly as such, that she didn't leave of her own volition, that she was forced out at Naughty Dog. Now, Mr. Miller hasn't spoken about this on Twitter or on social media as far as I can see yet. If you do hear him talking about it or if you see him comment on it, please link it to this video. I'd love to see what comment he has if this was incorrect, if this was not a story that he believed in, and yet he was putting his face and his voice to it on IGN. I'd be very interested in his understanding of what this situation was. But that is what went in here, right? And I put on my thumbnail, is this false facts? That's what people seem to be discussing. Is Mitch accusing IGN of being false? I don't think that he is. He certainly isn't going that far. And if I were his lawyer, I would say, yeah, this is probably a way to make this statement without running afoul of potentially lying about somebody in a fashion that can get you in legal trouble. They forced an unproven claim. They forced gossip into the story. This was a news guy. He wanted verification. He maybe wanted two sources. He wanted to be able to look at those things himself. And what he is saying here is, I was the news guy. I wasn't able to verify it. And my bosses put in this quote unquote gossip and then Sony immediately rejected what it is that we just said. They said, Sony came in and says, things change. Sometimes change involves very high profile individuals. That's all that happened here. There's nothing else. There's no more to dig at. And then Naughty Dog's presidents came out and said, as co-presidents, we are responsible for all studio affairs. Now, I don't know what went down at IGN. And I think this is certainly a bad and kind of toxic relationship to have amongst your higher ups ordering their news division to put in something that they don't believe in. I think that is all bad. I will say as a corporate attorney, as someone that reads corporate messaging on a regular basis that hopefully helps translate those kinds of messages for you in this space, I don't see a great denial of anybody getting forced out of anywhere, right? That's all that happened here. There's nothing else. There's no more to dig at. Things change. As co-presidents, we are responsible. Yes, presumably Straley and Druckmann couldn't just elevate themselves. We're not talking about an actual physical military coup. We aren't talking about something like that. We're talking about the possibility, and now we have no idea of the truthfulness of these allegations whatsoever, of these two individuals or one or both or whoever saying, hey, we're going to quit. We're going to do something else go to our bosses or our boss's bosses and say, we really want that spot. We really want to take over Uncharted. We think it's going in the wrong direction. And is that being forced out? That's an open question. But it's worth noting that even in this presentation, sources claim, quote unquote, forced out. That does suggest that somebody used that phrase and maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe 
Mr. Dyer's boss has never received that kind of information and it's a complete fabrication, whereas you could get in legal trouble. But if it wasn't a complete fabrication, this is the kind of language that if you are a journalistic outlet, it probably survives a kind of legal muster, but it's certainly not the way you want to run these kinds of things. And so I understand Mitch getting upset. When Sony justifiably condemned our story, justifiably is interesting, Steve and Tal were silent. They never went to bat for me for a second. So the main grievance here is that they forced him to put his name on something he didn't believe in. Absolutely wrong. 100% wrong. And a journalist really needs to kind of guard their name, guard their reputation against these things. Honestly, I would question whether or not he should have stepped out or, or quit or something along those lines. But he didn't do that. He allowed his name to go on there. His bosses were silent. And Sony came back and said, hey, there's nothing here. This certainly didn't happen that way. And that's exactly what you would expect the studio to say. I will say this, even if it had, even if there was acrimony there. So it was always this kind of nebulous bit of news anyway. It was always a little bit gossipy. We talk a lot in virtual legality about the fact that when you've got anonymous sources saying anything, let's assume it's not a complete fabrication. Sources claim that doesn't give you their title. That doesn't. That could be the janitor at the office. Oh yeah, I heard some people fighting in the office. She was definitely forced out. And put that in your article. We don't have anything. We don't have any ability to tell whether this person had the capability of learning this information and what motive they might have to leak it to IGN. And not leak it to IGN and their news force with Mitch, but apparently leak it to Mitch's bosses. Or maybe... The boss has fabricated the information in its entirety. Either way, this is not the way games journalism should be conducted. This is only three years old. You'll see in the rest of this thread, Mitch saying, oh, IGN's better now. Don't come down hard on IGN. And the problem with that is that this is the kind of story that really should, really should have a cost for the outlet's journalistic reputation, right? When this news item comes out, yes, you can say you've corrected, you are better, but you never apologize for this in the first place. We're only hearing about it now. So it's difficult for someone who doesn't have an inside look as to how these places run to say, yes, we can trust them now because everything is all better. Mitch doesn't work at IGN anymore. Mitch, I believe, is the writer for the newly announced Star Wars Squadrons game, which looks fantastic, by the way. Looking forward to playing that one. Hope its writing is good. Maybe we'll judge that when the game actually comes out. But I don't think we can just let IGN off the hook for this kind of behavior because if their news department isn't controlling their news flow, and if they're using their personalities, whoever they might be this year in 2020, to go out and repeat things that are unverified, and neither Greg nor Mitch are willing to say, no, I won't say that, no, I won't write that, then how are we to believe that that kind of pressure isn't also being exerted at IGN in the year 2020? Finally, Mitch ends with an apology to Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, who were caught in the crossfire of IGN's hostile, toxic leadership, I am so sorry. I am responsible for the anger, disgust, and disappointment you lived with then, and I'll never forgive myself for buckling beneath these manipulative monsters. Now, here's where I say something that maybe some of you in this space aren't going to like. I look at this as not being a terribly useful statement to make years after the fact. I said earlier that if I were in his shoes, I think I would have had to strongly consider quitting or making some noise about this kind of situation because all you have in that space as a journalist and certainly as a journalistic outlet is your reputation of believability for people to trust what you put down on paper. And so I understand 
people are going to come into the comments of this video and say, Rick, this was a younger person. They had all the leverage. He couldn't lose his job. How would he pay his rent? How would he feed his family? Whatever it might be, I totally 100% understand. It is not fair. It is not a fair position to be put in. The people that put him in that position are wrong. But at some point, if you want to stand up for what you believe in, if you want to stand up, if you want to be brave, you have to make these choices from time to time. I don't go into a lot of details on my past, but I will tell you that I made choices in my career that absolutely 100% blacklisted me from working with certain partners, working with certain firm clients, having those meetings, getting those advancements because I didn't believe in something that somebody was asking me to do or something that they would otherwise force me to do. And yeah, I could attest to that. Otherwise, I would have to bring in a whole bunch of lawyers to talk about that. But overall, you make these choices. You live your life. You pursue the career that you need to pursue. And I don't want anybody to be living with disgust and disappointment and never forgiving himself. He should absolutely forgive himself. But I don't think it's terribly useful years after the fact to say this happened and to not have done anything at that moment in time. Now, I think this was an entirely unfair position for him to be put in. And you see some very magnanimous responses from Straley and Druckmann here. It says, thanks, Mitch. I appreciate you saying this. This is Bruce Straley. Sounds like you were in a tough situation. Sorry. To be honest, I learned from this too, that most news on internal company politics is about 20% true and 1,000% more nuanced than what Twitter or fans can handle. So we all grew. Be well. Now, that's entirely accurate. If you have ever had a public relations or press-facing job, right, you represent a client or you give a quote to somebody, you will always and forever find that whatever is reported on that you know more about than the journalist is going to lack the nuance that you can ascribe to the situation. So when you are talking about something like internal company issues, which are naturally clandestine, confidential, and not intended to be leaked out, then whatever you see reported, and that's from the best reporters who aren't fabricating anything. If you love Jason Schreier, great. We've talked about him in this space. If you love other investigative journalists that talk about other industries, great. You should understand that if they are getting confidential information, it is being leaked to them for a purpose by someone with an agenda and is going to lack some of the nuance associated with this. If Amy Hennig's people went to Mitch's bosses and said, I was forced out and Mitch's bosses couldn't otherwise prove that and just ordered IGN to run it, even if the actual accusation were true, there is a thousand percent more nuance. Amy might have felt like she was forced out. Bruce and Neil might have thought there was no forcing. There was just light pressure. They wanted to do Uncharted 4. They wanted that spot. They talked to their bosses. Their bosses agreed. Is that being forced out? Maybe. Depends on from which perspective you look at it. And again, with Mitch's tweets out there, we don't know if it's entirely fabricated or not. We know it's gossip. We know IGN went out with a sources heard, but we don't know whether there was actually any truth there. So Bruce is entirely correct here, regardless of the veracity of what you might read on Kotaku or Polygon or in the Washington Post about a company. It's always going to be more nuanced than what a journalist can extract out because they have to rely on leaks and anonymous sources. Similarly, Neil Druckmann, who we've been a little hard on in this space because of The Last of Us Part Two and some difficulties that we had with the narrative and the story that they chose to tell was similarly magnanimous. Wow, dude, not gonna lie. I was angry for a long time about this. Nobody likes 
to be pulled through the mud, right? And if this was a complete fabrication and there was no pressure applied, you can totally empathize with Mr. Druckmann, right? If your name were being dragged through the mud and there was nothing to it, and that does happen in articles, I will tell you that. I've had clients that that has happened to, then you would be angry for a long time as well. I appreciate you putting the truth out there. Please know I don't hold a grudge and wish you the best. Sorry for what you went through. And I think we can all be sorry for what Mitch describes as his situation. Again, allegedly. And with Mitch facing that kind of situation, it's a very difficult position to be in. It's not fair. I would have liked to have seen journalists at IGN and any other place where this kind of relationship was happening in 2017 or before or since stand up in the moment and say these kinds of things. I think it is easier once you've moved on to say, oh, that last place I worked, that was a bad place. When you're already working at Electronic Arts and already writing for Star Wars. But with that being said, I think it's great that these two directors said, yeah, that never had the nuance that I wanted it to have. We were angry about this for a long time. Appreciate you telling us a little bit about it. But I don't, in my mind, think it changes the underlying fundamental problem with believing basically anything you see in terms of company rumors coming out of places like IGN and other gaming journalism outlets. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this, please know we are talking about these kinds of things, business and law through the spectrum of pop culture, including most prominently video games. All the time, we just went over Neil Druckmann. Yes, the Neil Druckmann we just discussed kind of concepts behind The Last of Us Part Two in an interview he gave to IndieWire last night. That is spoiler-filled, so if you don't want to be spoiled about The Last of Us Part Two, don't click on that. But we also did a post-mortem on the entirety of the game, our issues with it, what we loved, and the first 15 minutes of that video, it can be for nothing, are spoiler-free. You can get our impressions before a clearly marked delineation between spoiler-free and spoiler-filled if you are interested in our thoughts on that game. Otherwise, we're talking about Supreme Court decisions. We're talking about the fact that Microsoft closed Mixer out of the blue and then said it was going to quote-unquote transition its streamers to Facebook without any contract rights to do anything like a transition. Uh, And so there's a lot of interesting things to tease out of stories like that as well. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, business, law, logistics, of the pop culture that you consume. I think it's a great way to look at these things and hopefully get a better understanding of the news items that you see out there every day. If you saw this in YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.